ago, last March, we started seeing Chinese military publications saying that war is coming. Uh, we saw it in the Eastern Theater. Uh, their official uh, publications said this is not going to be a drill. We are going to war. You had uh, Chinese nationals on Twitter, on other social media saying, yeah, we're being told that China is going to war. Um, I had a Hong Kong businessman. I'm on the committee for the present danger of China. He's told the committee he had, had extensive contacts in Beijing, that his contacts were telling him, and this was a year ago this month, that China was preparing for a war within months, that they were actively getting ready. And now, you know, from all kinds of sources, I had sources from Southeast Asia, from, from the countries of Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, that those countries were being told that both China and Russia were getting ready for war against the United States. And they were beginning the actions, the process. Now we're seeing you can't organize for a war on this scale without it basically becoming widely known. So what we are talking about is China is going to war. It's not if or whatever, they're going to war. And from analyzing the transcript, it's going to start anytime from, now this meeting was May 14th, from 90 days from the 14th to before, I'm told, before November 1st. Now this is J.R. Nyquist on the... Uh... Man in America podcast, which I only found on Spotify. And of course, he's talking about an invasion of Taiwan, right? Because we've known for a while that China wants to take Taiwan. This would allow China to corner the global market on um, semiconductor production, microchips, etc., which would allow them to leverage more control over the entire world through their manipulation of the corporatocracy and people's inherent greed. But no, it doesn't seem, at least it's not explicit, that this meeting of, of these generals in the Guangdong province of of china are speaking specifically about the invasion of taiwan although i'm skeptical because they mention several times the taiwan straits they talk about the taiwan straits and the south china sea in this in this meeting and i've i've read most of the transcript But J.R. Nyquist has a few things to say to the contrary. Knowing operational art of war, the, when the number of vehicles just in Guangdong province there preparing to load by retrofitting the Roro ships is more than they could practically use on Taiwan, mm. right? Because of the terrain, because of the urbanization of Taiwan, you would be using mostly infantry and artillery in that battle. And... That's not what we're we're seeing. You know, this is enough for, I don't know, 18, 20 motorized, mechanized, Chinese call mechanized divisions uh, to, to move the vehicles. Well, where the heck are they going to? I mean, uh, first of all, if you're invading Taiwan, that's a short distance away from. You don't need 64 and you don't need that many. You could use, you know, 20 Roro ships with repeat trips, right? Because they can go back and forth. And besides the port, how are you, you got to get a port to offload a Roro ship. You can't offload it on a beach. Even if you have mulberries, we did that at Normandy to offload 
the, the offload capacity isn't going to be for 64 ships. It's impossible. So you're, it's way too many vehicles for Taiwan. I mean, it's way too many ships for Taiwan. But one thing that he doesn't consider here, or maybe he has considered, but he doesn't bring up, is the losses. You don't only want to manufacture what you're going to use or what you need to accomplish. You, you, you have to account for losses. Now, if China launches an invasion of Taiwan and then America responds and starts shooting rockets at these Chinese forces, well, they might need a few more than 20 of these row-row ships. But I don't know. I'm not an expert. I advise everyone to listen to this entire podcast. It's over 90 minutes um, because Spotify is not a great platform, in my opinion. I was only able to download the first the half hour or so of it, so that was all I was able to analyze before uh, putting this podcast together. But I will finish and have more analysis. But so far, <clears throat> I'm still very skeptical. And he says that there's no way to keep a military operation of this magnitude secret. I think that's a fair assessment. But I also believe that under China's totalitarian regime, they have control of information. There's another segment of this interview where he talks about a BBC reporter interviewing Chinese troops who are telling her, no, we're not practicing for the invasion of Taiwan. We're practicing for the invasion of the U.S. Give me a break. I mean, I don't, I don't know this J.R. Nyquist guy. I don't want to besmirch his name. He's more reputable than I am for certain. But the CCP is going to let Western journalists interview their troops and then their troops are going to tell her that now we're, we're preparing for the invasion of Taiwan and this information is going to go out. Supposedly two years ago, this happened and everyone told this BBC journalist to, you know, shut up and keep it down because we do lots of business with China and we can't upset them. Well, that makes a lot of sense because we know that this is how China, uh, pushes their influence and their agenda across the world. They threaten all of the companies that do business in China to tow the Chinese Communist Party line or they're not going to get to do business in China anymore, which means no more cheap manufacturing, no more shipping of shitty trinkets into their countries for their populations to blow all their money on, and ultimately no more wealth from access to that Chinese market. I can't think of any major company right now that would say, nah, we're good. We don't want access to your billion person population because we're going to do the right thing. Nobody does the right thing. Nobody in power, nobody at the top of the corporate ladder or the top of the political ladder for that matter cares about doing the right thing. And perhaps this is why we're staring down the barrel of a Chinese invasion. But consider this. 
if Russia and China are homies the way it seems that they are, wouldn't China be willing to do Russia a solid by pushing out some United States invasion propaganda to keep the United States from further committing to the conflict in Ukraine? Could this all be a misinformation campaign just to keep the United States limited involvement in Europe? Just that limited. Make the United States think, oh, no, we can't fully commit. We can't send troops. We can't invest further in Ukraine because we have to worry about a Chinese invasion. Now, alternatively, consider this. Perhaps China is telegraphing the idea of a Taiwanese invasion because they want America to commit their military resources to Taiwan, which would open the door, potentially, allegedly, for China to invade America from the West Coast. I have this article from uh, noqreport.com. Take it with a grain of salt. It seems to be on the up and up. I'm familiar. It uh, it gives me a lot of... <laughs> it gratifies a lot of my confirmation bias, so I like it. <laughs> um, it was on May 20th. And yes, by the way, he was talking about... Uh, in that clip, he was talking about May 14th of this year. To November, And there's other speculation that says, uh, you know, China should have, they should have acted already. They were planning on acting in February, March, April, and they missed that window. And that's also being attributed to the Russian invasion in Ukraine. But I don't believe really it's increasingly likely unfortunately, that China and Russia are at least enjoying a soft alliance. So it doesn't really make sense that Russia invading Ukraine would spoil China's plans to invade Taiwan. Why not do both at the same time and really send the West a curveball? I mean, that seems like an advantageous tactic for this uh, red wave and not in a good way. Not the good kind of red. So a little bit from this uh, article by Mike Adams. Leaked audio that appears to have originated from a meeting of China's top war generals reveals elaborate plans for a land invasion in the near future waged by the People's Liberation Army, the PLA, and augmented with cyber warfare, orbital space weapons, and the activation of CCP civilians currently embedded in corporations and governments around the world. And we know this is true. This is the bombshell that has emerged from the leaked audio out of China for which a full English translation and transcript has now been published by whistleblower Jennifer Zhang. 
which I read through. It's uh, not as bombshelly, I think, as it's meant to seem. But some of the highlights of all this, uh, China's shutdowns of, this is kind of the points, the bullet points that were arrived at, or or, uh, the bullet point conclusions, I should say, that were arrived at from this leaked audio. China's shutdowns of Shanghai and Beijing were actually a cover story to allow the military to use seaport infrastructure to load cargo ships with military supplies in preparation for a large-scale D-Day land invasion. Uh, I should also mention, um, J.R. Nyquist references in this interview that this this Wall Street Journal article from uh, May 19th, May 19th this year, headline, China insists party elites shed overseas assets, eyeing Western sanctions on Russia. Which he claims is a distinct move, you know, pre, pre-war move. They are looking to seize... Oh, and it's got a paywall for crying out loud. Of course. Thanks, Wall Street Journal. This is what happens when you lie for two years. You have to start asking people for money because you're not getting clicks anymore. So, F the Wall Street Journal. I worry not. They deserve it. But the point being, they are looking to... China is looking to seize Western assets in China and dump their other assets around the world because they've seen what the West did to Russia when Russia invaded Ukraine, which is kind of adds a little more sense to what Russia was doing invading Ukraine. But there's a lot of question marks. It's not as cut and dried as as this J.R. Nyquist seems to make it, but we'll look at it more. I'll be back. Goodbye.